0: Hey listeners, Joyce here. Just going to do the Patreon shout out and then get out of your hair. Big ol' thank you to Nobilis Reed and Hardcore Kindness. If you want to join these folks and support the show, find us at patreon.com slash laughspod. That's L-A-F-S-P-O-D. Um, but without further ado, enjoy the show. Those levels, are yeah. all right, you guys ready? Yeah, haunted, haunted- ball watch.
1: My <laughs> dick is full of ghosts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding, I don't have anything for that. I just really wanted to mess with you. Guys. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I was really excited. I know, I really wish I had can, something, and I will do some deep diving. Can to find a part that. of your body get haunted? I don't yes. see why not.
2: Like, I guess possession. Evil dead, the hand. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Our whole body. Yeah, I guess like one part, you know, possession and shit.
2: My dick. My, my dick. dick is possessed. It's haunted.
0: All my children are actually Benjamin Franklin's children. <laughs> His seed has haunted oh, okay. my testicles. <laughs> okay. Just little haunted sperms floating in and out. Mm-hmm. Would you have a ghost child then? Perhaps. Perhaps. Or uh, something in between. <gasps> I was trying to think of a really funny ghost come joke, but it, it hasn't come to me yet. It's a lot of spook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, you know what? Moving what? on. Look, <laughs> you gave me zero time. I threw I know, one up. I know. I'm I'm just here turning my wheels. I'm just gonna <laughs> yell something in the middle of the podcast, like, yeah, yeah.
2: Ghost boaters. I don't know. Yeah. I mean
0: people. you know, ghost bust. <laughs> Mine was bad, but come on.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, no. It's bad.
0: They're all bad. Busted nut. I was trying to think like poltergeist, but I was like
2: I ain't afraid of no nut.
0: It took me a long time the other day to be like, why is it called like nut? And I'm like, Well, I guess nut is a seed. hmm And you you bust a nut because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it's, it's a very spiraling your seed. Yeah, automatopoeia, you know, when you're your, your penis goes mm-hmm. or whatever it do you bust in a nut i was actually talking the other day about where the phrase come comes from oh it, it definitely comes from c-o-m-e like it it was just a, a slang shortening of it mm-hmm. um but i i was saying that i imagine there being like someone telling a story and being like I came upon the woman and and then someone else in the room was like, ah, I bet you fucking came upon her. And then it just <laughs> went from there. Uh oh, I love stuff like that. Okay. My actual Cold open. Okay. Uh it it's actually accompanied by a, another song. Oh, very musical day. Here we go. Used to be a cryptid. Huh. Used to be
1: a cryptid?
0: Yeah. Okay. Technically, huh? it used to be a cryptid before the term cryptid was coined because that was cryptozoology was like 59, somewhere in there. And then yeah, yeah, cryptid yeah. wasn't until like the 80s that somebody actually just shortened it and said they are cryptids. Um, but anyway, uh, we're going to talk about one of my favorite creatures, the platypus. Oh, ah!
1: yeah.
0: Because uh, when it was originally put out there, 1798, um, it was assumed to be a hoax. There yeah, they like, assumed that they just like hit some pieces together and yeah. sewed it up. Yeah, they were like, oh, this is clearly a taxidermy mess. And it makes sense. Like bringing a live creature across the ocean was not an easy thing to do. Nope. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like the story of um, uh, uh, Charles. Nope. Fuck. Ah. Yes, Charles Darwin. There we go. My brain just kept saying Dickens. Dickens, Dickens, Dickens. Dickens, 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 Okay. But Charles Darwin's ship, how they kept trying to bring back the these turtles, but they kept eating them because they were so delicious. Oh, my God. it took them years to get them back because of how many times they would try but eat them on the journey.
2: Like, curb your app? Yeah, I know. Like, what the science. Fuck?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually not sure that they're still around. They honestly might Aww. have been wiped out by them. Um
2: They're just too delicious.
0: They're so fucking good. Apparently <laughs> delectable. Even I think it was also they were they their blood essentially carried a lot of fresh water in it, so you could like if you drank the blood, it actually helped with dehydration and stuff. Oh, I don't I don't remember everything, but that was on there somewhere. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> So the platypus. So uh just like a little scientific stuff to start. Um that there's only two members of their their uh, genus, whatever it is. Uh of the, the monotremes is what they're called. So it's the platypus and the echidna. Okay. I, I knew this. Yeah. I look at random animal knuckles. videos. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah, knuckles is Almost alone. I, they should put a Palapis in, in Sonic. That'd be great. I don't think they have one. I know they got yeah. lots of other animal. In Animals? There. Yeah. I stumped my nephew the other day with a. we were playing a guessing game and my thing was an echidna. He's like, What is an echidna? I'm like, You've never seen Sonic? I'm like, shoot. Shoot, shoo. what's wrong with you? So I had to like show him <laughs> video of what an echidna was. Yeah. Okay. Um so yeah, they're the only two. Uh and platypus are just Weird as fuck. They yeah. are very strange creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of conflicting stuff on how long they've been around. Uh, mainly because skeletons are hard to find of them. They're very rare. Um, like the the bill that gets brought up a lot actually isn't like a duck bill. It's soft, so it's not. It's not actually. So it wouldn't show up in skeletal records, and mm. it's possible we just missed them sometimes too. There could be ones hiding in a drawer. Um, but originally, the oldest bones were only a hundred thousand years old. But we've since used something called the molecular, the molecular clock, um, which is basically a way that you can look at proteins and things within um, uh, cells to. St- kind of get an estimate based off of the mutation rate um how long ago they mutated into what they are now Hmm. um we use it on a lot of things so we can get a guess as to how long ago they split off from whatever parents um group they came from uh they split off first and then marsupials split off from them so that that is the current uh belief Um, and that was About a hundred million years ago. So very long time. The platypus has been rocking and rolling. They are definitely an old species, which is why they seem so strange, uh, because they do a lot of weird shit like lay eggs. Most people know that stuff. Um, uh, Not a lot of people know that they they do still nurse. So they they Mm -hmm. produce milk, but they don't have tits. So they actually just leak it directly out of their skin. They literally so sweat weird. milk. Yeah. yeah. It's real fucking weird. Um,
2: I'm getting the milk sweats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i got the milk sweats.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like a dairy farm over here. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Ugh. Anyway, uh, all right. <laughs> just scoop it out of the fur and slop it on the plate.
2: Here you go, honey.
0: They are born with teeth. Um, just like humans, they have juvenile teeth that fall out but they don't actually regrow teeth. They grow in, uh, uh, it's similar to like a hair. It's like, uh, what's it called? Not keratin. Um, what's it called? Shit. I have it written down here somewhere.
2: Like, like krill cr- catchers like whales? Yet? It's keratin. Er, keratin. That was right. Yeah. It, it's mm.
0: essentially a lot like um, baleen. That's yeah. yeah. Oh. Um uh, Another fun fact that most people don't know is that the male platypus has spurs above its hind legs mm-hmm. that can be used to pierce and insert venom into its enemies. Uh, it has been reported that when a human is stung by it, it does cause their limbs to swell up, lock jaw uh, to set in, and accompanied with severe pain that can last weeks. So, mm, fun. Uh, so, a lot of people who work with platypus, uh, if they know it's a male, or or don't know if it's a male or not, they pick it up by the tail. <laughs> they have a nice little paddle you can grab them by. Um, and lastly, uh, you know, the really fun one that a lot of people have heard at this point, but some haven't, and I like to, to remind people about, is that they have an anal gland that can be milked for a secretion called castrium, uh, it is used in raspberry, strawberry, and vanilla flavoring. Uh, Don't they do that with beavers, too? I've
2: heard that. Yeah. Um,
0: but the platypus also has that. Uh, wait, hold on. Let me make sure I got that right.
2: Because we used to beavers. talk about beaver butthole juice all yeah, the time. Yeah, because it's,
0: it's actually... I thought it was the platypus, too. I mean, it kind of makes sense.
2: They both <laughs> eat water things, so maybe they And they both they have... have
0: those floppy tails. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I do have a question.
0: It is just beavers. I really thought it was both of them. But when you said that, the I was lies. like. The lies. The deceit. I came here to fuck. Hashtag <laughs> not the to news.
2: <laughs> uh, Why would the babies need teeth?
0: I think it's just an old evolutionary thing. Like it just never went away because it's not a problem. It's not causing an issue. Mm. I think that's uh, something that people forget with evolution is it. It doesn't really matter if it's, if it isn't effectively doing anything, you won't just naturally get rid of it if it's not hurting anything. Yeah. Um. Maybe why we still have appendix and things like that. Although, yeah. It hurted. I've heard there's uh, plenty of research that's showing that maybe they have figured out a little bit more of what the appendix is actually still used Ooh. for. Mm. And it may not be like entirely useless. Mm. Um, okay. All right. Fine just not high functioning anymore.
2: Platypuses yeah. are so cute. Oh. Platypuses, platypi. Uh, uh Platypoo?
0: You know what? I've always <laughs> just said platypus. Um yeah, like like deer. Oh, uh, yeah.
2: Um
0: I did have one more I forgot. I'm also looking up the plural of platypus. Um platypuses. 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 Platypussy. A lot of pussy. Oh, so, that's no. a lot of platypussy over there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, someone had to say it. Yeah, for sure. It was. It I, was yeah. I'm, I'm, I, there's nothing wrong with what you've done. But I, I think like, yeah, this is an interesting point. Like, you know, this is what a lot of uh, cryptozoology people say. It's like, well, like stuff like the platypus. We didn't think that was real for ages. And yeah. then we were like, oh, turns out it is. So like, that's always the argument. It's like, maybe I discovered something.
2: Or like the coelacanth. they're like, oh, it was a thing. It's extinct. Came back. Came back, bitch.
0: I'm back. I lived, bitch. (laughs) 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 But yeah, like, I mean, obviously, sometimes it is difficult to believe because some of the sizes of these cryptids. Um, but yeah, they're all like
2: nine foot tall. Uh.
0: I mean, at least in your fantasies, yes. Also, I I want to, the last thing is that um, another interesting weird thing is that they have 10 chromosomes, sex chromosomes. Oh. So uh, they perform five unique pairings of XY or XX, um, which is just bizarre. So uh, the males will generally have the XY, 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 XY chromosomes. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> just fascinating just because
1: why
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) but that because echidnas and platypus are the only two of their kind and that they're an old species and that they seem to have evolved very slowly they're really really good for research into evolution in general Hmm. but i think it's fun to just talk about something that was seen as a cryptid was seen as absurd was seen as ridiculous um and i should say Discovered in 1798 by Western culture, yeah, by colonizers, yeah. they yeah. were actually a very important part of the cultures, the Aboriginal cultures in Australia. They're drawn on walls, and they were a part of that. And they're actually on the, I think it's the twenty cent
1: hmm.
0: um, piece for money there. Aww,
2: what a coin! Yeah, I would like that. Oh, it's so mm-hmm. cute. If you uh, have
0: multiple, it's platypuses.
2: Plato, yeah, <laughs> so, so many platypuses in your purse.
0: Just jangling in my my <laughs> coin purse. I can't keep these platypuses off me.
2: <laughs> Drowning. Are, are they are they considered mammals or no?
0: Yeah, yeah, they okay. are mammals. Yeah. Um, okay. that's why it's weird that they lay eggs and mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, yeah.
2: I want to see. I want to see a little baby platypus come out of its egg.
0: We can watch that later. Yeah, they're, I mean they're weird looking little fucks when they're born, but yeah, oh, yeah they're all they're <laughs> well, all pink and squiggly. They don't have hair. Not when they come out of mm-hmm. the egg. Oh. I think they look a little bit like they have like scraggled hair. Just like, think about like a kitten hair when hair. it's first, first born. It doesn't have hair. Yes, it does. No, it's a little squiggle boo. No, I, no kitten kittens have hair. Kittens come out with hair. I've seen some, okay, maybe they weren't like fully formed because like I had a lot of outdoor cats growing up. But I've seen some like, you know, just squishy. I it def- think their hair is real. It's like peach fuzz kind of, but it's still, they're still covered in hair.
2: They oh have hair. Bab- that Babbits? Rabbits. rabbits. Rabbits don't have hair when no, they're born. Fake.
0: Well, rabbits are also... Wait, did you say rabbits are fake? <laughs> no, sorry.
2: <laughs> sorry. <laughs> rabbits aren't real. I,
0: I was looking up plat- baby platypus, and there's a photo that I refuse to believe is real. <laughs> but, like, there are some mammals that are just, like, pink and squishy when they come out.
2: Pandas. Kangaroos. Yeah. yeah. But kittens have fur.
0: <sighs> Maybe I'll concede on this one. But yeah, there are some, though, that just come out like little pink weird things. Ugh. Not my not my vibe. It is really annoying. If you type in baby platypus, a bunch of, like, fake doll baby platypus come up. And I, I wh- <laughs> that's not what I'm asking for. Okay, well, if this one's real, this is painful. This is painful. That's that's I mean like that's, that's just fake. that's it's got to be fake. That's
2: fake. Fake fucking news. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How dare you?
0: Let's Well are are we doing what they did? Or we're we just like they that can't be real.
2: I know it's not oh, real. Oh shit,
0: we are. We're we're reliving history. Man, I don't know why they have literally <laughs> no images of a fucking baby platypus.
2: Okay. Fisting, I think it, I think it's time Russian. to start this podcast. Fisting yeah. Motion. Let's we'll, get this podcast we'll
0: rolling.
1: Ugh. They're precious. They're, they're
0: little fine. wrinkly goobers with their. <laughs> I know, I know. They're, they're weird ass. I just want, body.
2: Kiss. I want kiss on their little bills.
0: <laughs> Be careful! You get uh get stabbed by they're the spurs. Big. Oh yeah, know? they they can produce electrical charges and see basically see underwater by the same kind of method as like an electric fish. They <gasps> actually are mildly electric as well. Look at that.
2: They're so fucking weird. Yeah.
0: You didn't think you would learn anything today, did you?
2: No, but well, I did.
0: Well, yeah, I I did. <laughs> I was talking more to the audience, but yes, you oh, all too. Sorry. Well, I feel like the audience should be, exp- I mean, come on, that's like our whole. <laughs> no, I know. I know right, that's a, we sorry, the sorry, education in the horn. Most, you're right. You're this right, is okay. actually
2: a really excellent uh, cold open for the creature that we're going to talk about oh, today. Fuck
0: yeah. yeah. Like
2: serendipitous.
0: Let's, let's roll. Yeah. So. Welcome to the highly educational Love at First <laughs> Sighting, where sex-positive, kink-friendly, and thirsty conversations are had about the monsters and cryptids that traverse our backyards and our imaginations. I am Joyce, my pronouns are she, they, and I am your resident cryptid researcher, bringing the monster book report. Joining me is Jim.
2: hi i I'm Jim, and I'm bringing the monster porn today.
0: Uh-uh. And also joining me is Coco. Hi, I'm Coco, and my balls are possessed by ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, spooky times. So, as many of the past episodes, I'm going to trip over a lot of words, so just a heads up. Today, we are talking about the Lobo or Coupe Lobo. Fun note before we get into it, I discovered this cryptid on a YouTube channel called William DeFalco, and the host is so, is like the s- softest spoken, sweetest person I think I've ever heard. At least like, you know, auditory wise. I don't know them personally. You know, like their name is Fernando, uh, which is, I don't know why it's very sweet to me. Kind of reminds me of Guillermo from what we do in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Like that, just like oh, that. Yeah. The way his, the cadence of the voice and things. And it's just like every video kind of starts out with like, hello, my name is Fernando. And it's just like super sweet and it's just like so genuine and I love it. This channel has a lot of really good content like in our realm. So I definitely would recommend it. It's nice, chill vibes with the creepy content that you crave. Will you say the name again? Uh, William DeFalco and it's all one word and that's D-E-F-A-L-C-O for the Mm. DeFalco part. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'll wait for that plane to go by, and then I'm going to start rolling. Yeah, I was going to say, the reason I had you say it again is because whenever I'm listening to something, I always do that, where like they'll talk about it for a minute. I'm like, yeah, I do want to... What the fuck did they say? And I have to like, <laughs> go back. No, I feel that. Alrighty. So, also, this research was a hoot. Um, I had to use the translate function on YouTube, the auto-translate, on a lot of, like, Brazilian YouTube (laughs) videos, and um, if you've ever used YouTube auto-translate, you know it's not always accurate, but also I don't know if it is accurate or not (laughs) because I don't speak the language, hence the need for the thing. So, buckle up, I guess. You know, I tried my best. (laughs) So, this is a pretty wacky cryptid from Brazil. Uh, It is Based on a few sources, the name Capelobo Lobo means crooked wolf. Uh, mm-hmm. The Capelobo's Lobo's main habitat seems to be around northeast Brazil near the rivers Apara, Para Maranhão or the Amazon River, the Amazonias. Um, this creature has two forms, uh, one being a giant tapir with large black paws. Um, do you know what a tapir is? Yeah. I, I see. Okay, good. Yeah. Good, because it's, it's an animal that I...
2: Oh, um, it's called it a taper. T-
0: well, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, taper to peer. That's that's his first form. Look at that cute ass taper right there. <laughs> they are kind of cute. Yeah, um, I like them a lot. The second form is a seven foot tall, half to peer, half ant eater creature, half human hybrid with hooved feet, a long ant eater to peer like trunk, and a coat of black or brown fur. Um, a so special note. Their only weak point is their navel, it is said to otherwise have impenetrable skin, so not my button. <laughs> that's my destruct button. um, just wear one piece of plate armor sight right there mm-hmm. <laughs> old belly plate. you ain't gonna get me. I got my big old belt buckle on. I wear my high waisted jeans high waisted supremacy by the
1: way <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um <laughs> Aggressive stance. I, fuck, I mean, I feel very strongly about high-waisted Actually, James. I kind of do as well. It is, uh... Anywho. <laughs> so, uh, there are some reports of this creature having only one leg. <laughs> uh, some believe this could be a case of confusion with another Brazilian cryptid, the Pe de Garrafa, a.k.a. Bottlefoot. That could be a nice future episode. We'll get mm-hmm. into that. Um... What'd that foot do? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, some people like yeah. it. Sorry. So the Cafe Lobo sports an incredibly foul odor, which some people say is so strong. You can see it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like stink lines. <laughs> like like, like a Beetlejuice. Bee. Yeah.
0: Um, Holy shit. Like it is always surrounded by, supposedly it's always surrounded by a swarm of flies. Uh, the smell is so bad that those that encounter it experience headaches and dizziness for months. So, this is going to be a real sexy episode.
1: <laughs> it's
2: like, like Pig Pen.
0: Yeah. You fucking love a st- musk, a stink. You, <laughs> you want something with a stink on stank? it? Because <laughs> you go <gonna> going get it. <laughs> the um, flies were all over my genitals, they tickled my penis. <laughs> 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 um, <sighs> supposedly, as bad as it's uh, stank, <laughs> is the shrill cry of this creature that supposedly can drive you mad if you hear it. It is said to sometimes use this to its advantage when hunting prey. The Lobo uses their trunk-like snout to suck the blood and sometimes the brains out of their victims. No, These creatures tend to like smaller prey like dogs or goats, but won't say no to a human snack. Uh, to get to the brains of their prey, the lobo will grasp the head with its enormous claws and penetrate the front of the skull and slip its incredibly long tongue in to get the brain matter, <laughs> sucking it out with their snout.
2: Like what would that tongue do?
0: Like a hungry vacuum cleaner. Yes. <laughs> what that tongue do indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Schlorp those brains right out of you. Um,
2: kind of, it's, it's got a very like a chupa sort of.
0: A little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a chupa copper kind of vibe. Um, for sure. Get The tongue action, that schlorp, that sipping. Um, but on that note, this creature is. Set to be quite aggressive, as you might imagine. What? <laughs> Got another bad boy on Very our hands. Very gently eating your brain. <laughs> Very politely, like, mm-hmm. dabbing its face with mm-hmm. a napkin. I'm too so sorry about this. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> they say this creature fears nothing and has no predators. Dope. Um, that's, that's, I would love to be able to tote that one around. Yeah. yeah I no, fear nothing. I think it's the opposite. I fear everything and I have all sorts of predators. <laughs> A, a weird little tidbit about our our creature boy. Um, it is said to attack humans mostly on Sundays. <laughs> maybe this is like a religious thing. Uh, like maybe it's like trying to discourage people from hunting on the Lord's Day or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, maybe. Trying to get them back in church kind of thing. Or if yeah. you don't go to church, you might get snacked. Might get snacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean like... It could be. It, that happens a lot. There's always you know, they twist some creatures around to bend them to. Do you... Does it say how long this cryptid's been talked about? Or is this like an oldie or? This is an oldie for sure. The exact date I couldn't find. Um, But the next point I was actually going to uh, get to is the indigenous people who populated the Zingu River are said to have started sharing and spreading the stories of the Cape Lobo. So this has been around for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, and as their stories go, often Cafe Lobos were once people who, after they lose their mental facilities or faculties, sorry, facilities, (laughs) same difference, yeah, um, due to their age, they can spontaneously turn into a Cafe Lobo if they like wander into the woods. Oftentimes they talk about like stories of older people getting lost in the woods, and if you don't go find them uh, soon enough, then they spontaneously turned into this creature or if they Hmm. die in the woods they can resurrect as this creature so kind of like a weird zombie thing (laughs) vampiric quality to it yeah
2: yeah or like
0: kind of like werewolfy yeah i've always found it interesting how many cultures have the idea of like a resurrected dead that comes and gets you i wonder if that's just like a fear of disease yeah either that or like you know you don't get the proper proper like um Good spirit cleansing kind of burial or whatever Mm. you know like you know i think the way i kind of interpret this not to like you know get out of the not to get too skeptical but like i interpret it as like hey you know a very communal thing like you should take care of the elderly and like the older people in your family and like you know don't you don't forget them they exist they're important people they're part of your you know community uh, that's kind of the vibe I got mm-hmm. based on kind of okay. how a cafe Lobo comes about. Um, there are some stories that they don't seem as popular, so to speak, uh, that people can voluntarily turn into cafe Lobos using like magic and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most stories claim once you're cafe Lobo, they ain't no turning back, baby. <laughs> once, once, you go- taste, <laughs> once you taste a cafe Lobo, you ain't turning back. <laughs> once you go cafe Lobo. You, yeah. unfortunately I couldn't find a lot of written reports of sightings. Uh, one encounter I found took place in March of 1937, uh, after over a hundred heads of cattle were slaughtered mysteriously, Look. <laughs> the men of the village were going to hunt the creature down. But upon hearing a terrible scream like cry, uh, that might be a more appropriate word, uh, from the forest, the hunters decided it was best to back down and went on back to dodge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, theories for this bad boy you know, it, it is worth noting that giant anteaters do live in this region, mm-hmm. so owls, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yes, an owl, an owl is a giant, you know, eight foot tall creature that can mm-hmm. suck out your brains. Um, <laughs> they also, um, vaguely resemble a now extinct creature called the long nose. How to pronounce that? I don't know. Look it up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, that's kind of hard to do. Yeah. Q-U-E-X-A-D-A. I didn't know how to pronounce this at one point, but I did this research like months ago. Uh, I don't know. Q-U-H-A-D-A. Yeah, Kahada. Something like that. Basically, it's also a giant anteater tapir looking thing that's extinct. Mm. Oh, cool. Um, Oh. Like within human lifetime extinct kind of thing? Potentially. Yeah.
2: So kind of like a a coelacanth thing again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, oh, no, it's extinct. But it's out there. there.
0: Obviously. Obviously,
2: Don't go out there. Don't
0: don't go out there. (laughs) Not on (laughs) Sunday. Not on Sunday. Can't hunt on Sunday. Can't hunt on Sunday. Um, I feel like that was added after Christianity came in, probably. Probably, yeah. as it do. Mm-hmm. Um, You'll be wrong. Yeah. Obviously cryptid mm-hmm. or some kind of lycanthrope. Um, but who knows, baby? A little shape changer. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I'm just imagining like you get bit and you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to be a werewolf. <gasps> oh, so yeah. Cool. And then you like turn into this like long nosed brain sucker. like. <laughs>
1: Fuck.
0: <laughs> oh, goofy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So yeah, a little bit, a little bit of werewolf, a little bit of vampiric, you know, fun. It's a, it's a fun little boy. If you look up pictures of it, there's some interesting illustrations where like, there's some like muscly kind of like,
1: yep. Beefy. <laughs> Beef. Beef. Beef.
0: <laughs> there's some beefy ass, uh, illustrations of this bad boy. Um, it's it's a wild creature, it's one that I have not heard about before, and I was very interested. Um, but yeah, are you looking it up? Yeah, I want to see this beef. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Yep. Okay. Interesting.
2: I, I will say mm-hmm. the giant anteater is a big fucking animal. Sure, it is. really is. I I didn't know much about it, so I was I looked it up on the wiki, mm-hmm. and um, as you do, as you do, and it. It's like seven foot long. So if it sits up on its, yeah. if it stands up it's on its hind legs, they go like, eh.
1: Like, someone's going to be
2: like, oh God, it's a, you know. It's they a also, uh,
0: they are strong enough to like crush you. Yeah. If they like get a hug on you and their claws can tear you open. So, yeah. I mean, they, they genuinely can kill they can,
2: people. Yeah, they can kill people.
0: Do they, do they stand on two legs? Ever? Yeah, they that's can. How yeah. They, that's how they, they like.
2: They, oh, can they can climb trees. They can swim. They can climb like gigantic termite mounds. That's why they need the claws is yeah, to yeah. like dig into there. Yeah,
0: dig. Yeah. Get get them grubs. That's why they're ridiculously strong too because they have to break apart like pretty intensely packed. Yeah. Um,
1: stuff.
0: Apparently they also
2: carry fly. some kind of like gnarly intestinal parasites.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I think i read something about that. Like, just like, they got stomachs of steel, baby. Yeah. So, (laughs) I think the question is, (laughs) does the Café Lobo
2: fuck? The Café Lobo do? I
0: love it. I love it. I love to see it. This isn't a giant one. This is a different type of anteater, but yeah. you can see that they'll they can stand up and move around. Okay, so. yeah, it, it seems like a a people.
2: This is something that I wrote. Mm. It is not my magnum opus.
0: Not everyone can. <laughs> uh, we, we just talked about this.
2: I know, but listen, this one was a. I was on the struggle bus. It's okay. As cool as this guy looks, I was still. I still had a hard time. But we got there. We got there. Let's you can cut that out if, if you don't. <laughs> if you don't want me to tell people <laughs> to hate it before I've even read
0: it, I think you can cut that shit out. <laughs> Dang. I'm in
2: trouble. Okay.
0: Here, hold on. I'm gonna get a drink. I'm a drink. LORP. What are you doing? <laughs> it's a, it's a present.
2: Oh, put that protein in me, baby.
0: Oh, <sighs> sweet baby gravy.
2: <laughs> oh, the odd. worst thing to call it.
0: Why? <laughs> It is literally my least favorite term for semen is baby gravy. It's all right. Let's 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 hear this tale. Spin me a yarn. Mm, Here it is. (laughs) Heavy is the (laughs) quilt. Indeed.
2: Sophia and Javier de Leon had finally received the grant they desperately needed. Their research trip to the depths of the Amazon was funded. Giant anteater numbers had dwindled rapidly in their native habitat. This was due to human encroachment, hunting, deforestation, and wildfires. The De Leons had three goals in regards to the giant anteater. One, get an accurate population count within the research area. Two, study their habitat in order to replicate it in protected areas. And three, study their mating habits and pup numbers in the wild to determine if captive breeding was necessary. Mm-hmm. Both of the Deleons were were biologists. Sophia was also a nature photographer and an expert at bushcraft. Javier was a writer who was excellent at framing proposals for grants and churning out scientific articles. Javier was also an expert in Xenarthra, which includes anteaters and sloths. It wasn't easy being a two-person scientific team, but the couple managed to earn a living through their combined skills and stints as consultants to zoos and sanctuaries. The couple flew from Central to South America and then to a tiny airport in Brazil. From there, they chartered a boat to take them and their supplies down the Amazon River. Javier was hanging over the rail of the boat, coated in sweat and looking green. He had done fine on the commercial flight, but halfway through the trip in the tiny Cessna, his stomach had started to do flips. Back on land, he had just started to feel better when it was time for them to board the boat, and he had been hugging the rails since. Hang in there, my love, Sophia said, while patting Javier's back. He squinted up at his wife from his position hunched over the rail. She was smiling warmly at him, the sun shining high above her. Javier felt incredibly lucky to be her husband. She had been busy with preparations from the moment they landed in Brazil. While he was hugging the rails, she was chatting with the boat crew and solidifying the route they would take to their camp. She had secured their supplies and a translator to help them with the tribe native to the area they would be researching
0: can't believe I forgot my medication. I feel embarrassed.
2: Javier groaned to his wife.
0: I'm sorry I haven't been much help.
2: There's no reason to be embarrassed by motion sickness, love. I don't mind getting everything ready. I'm a pro at this, you know, Sophia said with a wink to her husband. It was true. Being a nature photographer and bushcrafting guide had Sophia traveling often for work. She was an old hand at taking trips to the middle of nowhere on rickety craft. Come, lay in the shade under the awning. The sun will only make you feel worse. Lay flat and close your eyes. You'll feel better, Sophia said, grabbing Javier's arm and guiding him to the shade to par of the riverboat. Javier spent the rest of the trip down the Amazon trying to sleep through the worst of the nausea. The first one off the boat the next morning was Javier. He, Sophia, and the translator introduced themselves to the elders of the village nestled between the river and the jungle. After receiving the village elders' blessing, they uploaded their supplies. As thanks for... They unloaded their supplies. As thanks for, they uploaded them. Who am I?
0: You wouldn't download a car, would you? <laughs> <laughs> fucking right I would.
2: <laughs> you do not believe yeah. it.
0: And it would still end up being some, like, hatchback super. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. It's we, a hybrid. We are a type. Put, put a fucking U-Haul on it, baby. <laughs> if I can't sleep in it, I don't see why I should buy it. Comfortably, comfortably.
2: (laughs) As thanks for allowing them to research on their lands, the crew gave funds and gifts to the villagers that the translator said would be appropriate and appreciated. The village elders invited the couple and crew to a meal and cultural exchange once the boat was unloaded. The elder has asked what you are researching, said the translator while they ate.
0: We're here to study the giant anteater,
2: explained Javier. The translator relayed this to the elders, but seemed to have some trouble. After a short back and forth, the translator said, The elders said that there are giant anteaters in the forest, but to be very careful not to disturb them. They said anyone who kills a giant anteater will, de- will themselves be killed. But they keep calling it a Cape lobo? Javier repeated.
0: We're not looking for a wolf, we're looking for an anteater. Are you sure they know what we're talking about?
2: Yes, I described the anteater to them. They understand what you're looking for, but they keep warning me and calling it the Capelobo, said the translator. It was then that one of the elders called over an ancient-looking villager. The old man listened to what they had to say and lifted up his shirt that he was wearing. Under it, skin aged like leather stretched over his thin frame, but most striking were the three long gashes that ran the entire length of his ribcage. They had long since healed, but they were so wide and deep, but they had to have been life-threatening when they were fresh. Pointing to the ancient man, their voices grave, they talked with the translator for a while. The translator turned back to Javier and Sophia. The elders say this man and his brother hunted the giant anteater when they were young men, something that is against village rules. One night during a hunt, the lobo came to punish them. They say it ran after the brothers, reaching with its long arms. It grabbed and picked up the old man here, clawing him, but he was able to escape. His brother was then caught by the creature and eaten alive. Javier gave the translator a dubious look.
0: Giant eaters eat insects. I understand they can be dangerous. Their claws are massive and they could certainly inflict wounds. that could kill if they're, you know, cornered. But their mouths are built to only eat very small things.
2: Javier thought for a moment.
0: Tell them we have no plans to kill or hurt any eaters. We're here to help them. We'll take every precaution to keep ourselves safe from predators in the jungle.
2: Javier said. He chuckled and added.
0: Besides, I have Sophia to protect me.
2: That's right, love. Sophia. 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 Sophia.
0: Sophia.
2: That's right, love. Sophia said brightly. I've yet to lose anyone on a trip. I'll not start with you. Once everyone was fed and rested, the couple and a few crew members hauled the supplies to the campsite. After everything was set up, the crew members left with instructions to return on a specific date. The couple began exploring the area while they still had the benefit of daylight. They set up motion-sensing alarms and cameras along trails, near termite and ant mounds, and near water sources. Javier followed behind his wife as she made her way through the dense jungle, just as nimbly as she did through scrubland. Her dark hair was pulled back in a bun under her cap, and she was dressed in green fatigues and boots. Javier couldn't help but appreciate Sophia's rear end as she slashed at vines and greenery to make the passage through the jungle easier. Exhaustion was the only thing that kept Javier well-behaved that night. Alone in the tent, they sat staring at their computer monitor, hoping for a glimpse of their target.
0: Nope.
2: And <laughs> It took hours and many false alarms from the other jungle creatures moving about, but they finally caught sight of a giant anteater on one of their motion cameras. As the days passed, more anteaters were spotted on the cameras, and the couple was able to triangulate more accurately where the animals were traveling at night and where they were sleeping during the day. In the afternoons, they would search for resting anteaters. As they found their targets, Sophia would shoot them with tranquilizer darts and affix their tags once the animals were safely out. Javier would look them over for signs of disease or distress and take samples to bring back for further study. One afternoon, Sophia went out to find a good spot to set up a blind and wait until nightfall to take photos. High quality photos of rare animals in the wild were difficult to acquire, doubly so for nocturnal animals. She sat with her equipment for hours, hidden in her blind, clicking here and there as different animals emerged. As the night wore on, she heard a crashing through the brush to her far right. To her surprise, the from the thick foliage, burst a giant anteater. She managed to snap a blurry photo of the animal barreling through the undergrowth, but she knew such a blurry photo wouldn't be, able, wouldn't be usable. But as she looked at the screen on her camera, she noticed a second, smaller, blurry shape behind the big blur of the anteater. Sophia looked through the viewfinder of her camera, pointing it to the area the anteater had been visible. To her surprise, she saw slight movement in the dark. Zooming in, she could see that it was a giant anteater pup, laying helplessly in the dirt between tree roots. Worried about the creature, she climbed down from her blind and made her way gingerly toward the baby animal. Crouching down to look the pup over, she saw a large, bloody gash along its back. Suddenly worried the pup would die without intervention, she wrapped it in her jacket, deciding to bring it back to the camp. I'm heading back early, Sophia called to Javier on her walkie-talkie. I'll be here. Javier responded. Hoisting the pup up, which was about the size and weight of an adult Dotson, Sophia made her way back to the camp. Upon arrival, Javier was looking at samples under the microscope and writing notes of his findings. When he looked up, he did a double take.
0: What's that? What,
2: What happened? He shouted in panic, seeing his wife with blood on her clothes and holding something wrapped in her bloody jacket. He jumped up and ran to his wife, reaching out to her eyes wide. I'm totally fine, Sophia said to her husband trying to calm him down. This little one is hurt, though, she said, setting the pup on a table and removing her bloody jacket.
0: Sophia, what happened?
2: Javier asked. I don't know what caused the wound, but this baby fell from his mother's back as she ran through the forest, Sophia explained.
0: You know we're not supposed to interfere with natural occurrences like these. It's sad, but you should have left her.
2: Javier said, hoping he didn't sound too callous. I know, love, but we're already interfering. We're here with all our equipment, tagging adults and taking samples. I thought we could fix this little one up at least. We're supposed to be helping these animals. Why let this one die? Sophia said, defending her position. She wasn't wrong. Javier knew this, though technically they weren't supposed to remove animals from the wild with the grant they were currently working under. Looking between his wife and the injured anteater pup, he sighed.
0: Okay, let's fix her up and make sure she'll be fine to go back to her mom soon,
2: Javier said. Thank you, love. Hand me the medical kit, Sophia said, then got to work disinfecting the large gash on the pup's back. Once the wound was disinfected and numbed, Sophia stitched it back together and applied ointment. After a shot of antibiotics to ward off any infection, the couple placed the pup in an open crate with a blanket. The exhausted pup curled up clinging to the blanket and fell asleep. That's all we can do for now, Sophia said, looking over the sleeping pup. She straightened back up and, turned up and turned to Javier. Well, I feel filthy. I'm going to clean up. Would you care to join me? She asked, giving Javier a mischievous mm-hmm. smile.
0: Don't mind if I do.
2: <laughs> yee Javier said, following his wife.
0: I can't. <laughs> Just so you have in brackets. Saucily. (laughs) (laughs) Saucily. A
2: camp shower was lit a camp shower A camp shower has limited water, so the couple wetted themselves and then scrubbed up with soap and water from a bucket. It wasn't the most comfortable system, but it felt like magic compared to the hot stickiness ever present in the jungle. Javier watched his wife as she scrubbed off the dirt, sweat, and blood of the night's activities. He couldn't help but appreciate the way the soapy water slid over her curves and the planes of her body.
0: Need help scrubbing your back?
2: Javier asked, wiggling his eyebrows seductively at his wife.
0: <laughs> I'd like that I did wiggle my eyebrows.
2: <laughs> you have to. I
0: did just, I, I also rubbed my hands together. You did, cooking. like a little
2: fly, it's like, like mm. mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: i feel like that is gonna be a shirt yeah it has to
2: be yes please help me my love sophia chuckled at javier's goofy look The couple took turns scrubbing each other's hard to reach places but hands began to roam to other areas altogether they kissed dripping with soapy water they both found it very erotic to be touching one another's naked bodies out in the open
0: I found it very erotic to be touching your naked body. That's a cute line. Me Uh, too. So fucking cute. Sorry, God.
2: oh, Oh, boy. Once they rinsed off, the couple ran to the safety within the mosquito netting of the camp. Javier immediately fell to his knees before his wife. He grabbed her hips to bring her closer, lifting one of her toned legs to rest it on his shoulder. One hand on the small of her back to hold her steady, Javier used his other to gently tease along her slick
0: openings. (laughs) Both openings?
2: I mean, it's all slick because they just ran from rinsing off. Javier nuzzled between his wife's thighs, tongue lapping at and flicking her clit while his fingers explored deeper within her folds. Sophia let out a side moan while she dug her fingers into Javier's dark hair. Sophia had known many a man in her lifetime, but none had worshipped her body as Javier did. Mm-hmm. Simpin.
0: Simpin ain't
2: Simpin ain't easy. Ain't easy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, it does, under the description for Javier, it does say, biologist who is an expert on Xenathara, Zin- is that how you say it? Xenarthra, I think? Xenarthra. Xenarthra. Uh, big time simp for his wife, Sophia. I love it. It, it did give me, I, I knew the character immediately. Yeah, no. That's we why love my to voice didn't change. <laughs> love
2: to see it. We love to see it. Oh, oh boy. Mm-hmm. Javier made her feel like she was the only woman in the world when he was between her thighs, and she loved it. Sophia felt the pulsing heat in her cunt begin to grow and wanted to extend the sensation further. Hands in Javier's hair, she pulled his mouth back from her clit and looked at her husband. His chin dripped with drool in her own juices. Lay back, cowboy. It's your turn, she said, pushing Javier back to lay on the floor of the tent. Unbeknownst to the amorous couple, a new creature was stirring deep within the jungle. Ooh. The smell of blood awoke the Capelobo from his slumber. This was anteater blood and young. His presence here kept most of the larger jungle predators at bay. They could smell him, sense him. And chose to stay away from his flock, except in cases of extreme hunger. Rising from his den, he followed the aroma of blood through the dense forest. As he lumbered toward the source of the smell, he noticed a dark spot of blood along a trail, and the sudden faint tang of something else—something human. The lobo was enraged at the thought of humans killing one of his flock. He followed the scent of blood and human through the forest, prepared to kill the humans who would dare murder a child. Sophia had Javier on his back, legs bent as she sucked and licked along his dick. Using her saliva as lube, she eased her middle finger into Javier's puckered asshole. Normally, she would be using a strap-on to rail her husband, but sex toys were an extravagance on a research trip. She made do with teasing and fingering him while sucking him off. Both were too intent on their lovemaking to notice the jungle going quiet around them. Neither did they notice the heavy steps coming closer to the tent. Or the slow, deep breathing outside in the dark.
0: They didn't smell that musk. This <laughs> uh, feels like gives like people headaches for months. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Jason likes a like a man in a mask in the woods coming up. Two people fucking like openly in the jungle, kind of thing.
2: Oh, this is uh, erotic yeah. out but in the open. He
0: pops out and he's like, "It's a nice dick." <laughs> like, oh, this is a you, very different movie. You should. Uh, be pleases punch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. Go on.
2: Be proud. What am I doing? Okay. Uh, the copy lobo came to a clearing in the jungle. It smelled heavily of human and faintly of blood and anteater. Following his nose, the copy lobo honed in on a large tent in the clearing, its lights burning his eyes. Slowly, he made his way toward the illuminated tent, sniffing the air. His long claws twitched as he paused just outside the mosquito netting. Squinting to peer inside the bright tent, he could make out blurry shapes and moans of pleasure. More importantly, he could smell an anteater pup, very much alive. Driven by paternal instinct, he clawed through the mosquito netting to find the child and rescue it back to the jungle. Holy Jesus! Sophia screamed. Is that too loud? No, no. (laughs) Sophia screamed as the Capelobo's massive form charged into the tent. She sprung from her her position between Javier's legs and rolled toward the back corner of the tent where her rifles hung. She grabbed up the gun she kept as protection from large predators and quickly opened and closed the chamber to ensure the rifle was loaded. She crouched on the floor of the tent, left elbow resting on left knee, and took sight on the creature. Meanwhile, Javier was too stunned to speak or move. He lay on the ground, confused at first by his wife's scream, and then frozen by the creature before him. With wide eyes, he took in the sight of the lobo, a giant anteater, at least the head and coloring of one, with long claws to match, but the body. The more Javier stared, the more he didn't understand. The body was all wrong somehow, though covered in fur, this creature had what looked to be the body of a huge man. Beef. Beef. <laughs> Javier was brought out of his shock by Sophia clicking off the safety of her rifle right next to his head.
0: Wait, don't kill it!
2: Javier screamed as he scrambled back to crouch behind his wife. In the seconds the scene had played out, the Capulobo followed his nose to the crate that De Leon's head placed the, wo- the wounded anteater pup. Peering into the crate, the copy lobo saw the living pup, with a wound that looked, and more importantly, smelled like it had been treated. Only the faintest trace of jaguar lingered on the wound. Peeking up at him from the crate was a pup that appeared to be safe and no longer in dire condition.
0: It's just checking on the pup,
2: Javier whispered. The sound of his voice caused the creature's head to swivel in their direction. It stood there for a moment, staring at them. As the pieces of the puzzle fell into place, the copy lobo very slowly lumbered to an open space in the tent. He sat on the floor, cross-legged, with his arms at his sides. He bowed his head towards the couple in an attempt to show them he meant no harm. It was obvious now that these two humans had saved the pup from certain death. Javier was the first to tentatively approach the giant creature. What the fuck are you doing? Sophia whispered to her husband, rifle still in her grip.
0: He's magnificent, Sophia. He looks like an anteater mixed with a man. There's never been anything like him described by science. He seems intelligent, too.
2: Javier whispered back. As he edged closer to, with his hands up. How do you know it's a him? Sophia asked.
0: Well, I guess I don't,
2: Javier said. As he got within arm's reach, the creature slowly reached out a long clawed hand and patted Javier on the head.
0: See, Sophia? He's not wanting to hurt us. This is amazing,
2: Javier said as he reached out for the creature's hand.
0: Look, even his paw isn't fully pawed, it's a mix of paw and human hand. How is this?
2: Possible, Javier said as he examined the creature's hand and moved up its arm to its shoulder. At this point, Javier stood up to get a better look at the creature's head.
0: Is it okay if I look you over? I won't do anything to hurt you.
2: Javier said to the creature. The copy lobo had no idea what language the humans were speaking. It wasn't anything he had heard before. He couldn't respond in human language anyway, even if he could understand them. But he felt no aggression from the man and as he stood and walked around him touching him here and there. Sophia clicked the safety back on the rifle and sat it close enough to reach if need be. At this point, Javier and the creature were taking turns drawing things in the dirt to one another. Javier kept giggling excitedly.
0: He's definitely intelligent. Look, he can draw. I don't know how this happened, but he's definitely more man than he is beast,
2: Javier said. He begged his wife over to look at the very nicely done drawing the creature had scratched in the dirt, with the long claw at the end of its index finger. It depicted a giant anteater and a human standing side by side, then a mixture of the two that looked much like the creature itself. Maybe he's trying to explain what he is, said Sophia. The copy lover was enjoying his time with the humans. It had been ages since the last time he had come across a human, and the little thing had bolted away screaming as soon as they saw him. He could smell sex all over the two humans and realized he had interrupted them when he charged into the tent searching for the wounded pup. The copy Lobo decided making the humans come would be the best way to reward them for saving a member the of his flock. The cock
0: Lobo love it, love it. Sorry, it's not very good, but I was like, it's cock blocking. I love the idea of like, I walk into a bathroom, two people having sex, and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Do you want me to make you come to make it better?
2: Mechamins! Is, is that?
0: <laughs> I, I just don't. I mean, I didn't want to ruin it. If you would like my help, I'm here to offer it.
2: He began to sniff and nuzzle the man, who wriggled and giggled as his snout ran over the man's neck and underarms. The Cape Lobo tasted him here and there with his long, sticky tongue, and that made the man laugh loudly. Then the Cape Lobo nuzzled into the man's crotch, and he made an altogether different noise. Something between a shriek and a moan escaped Javier as the creature nuzzled into his naked crotch. The momentum caused Javier to topple backward and gave the creature a better angle to sniff and lick at his sensitive groin. The creature's long, sticky tongue wrapped around Javier's dick, slurping up and down in a corkscrew motion. Sofia reached for her husband to pull him away, but realized with surprise that Javier's dick was starting to perk up, twitching as it grew larger. Do you want me to get you away from him or get him off you? Sophia asked quickly.
0: Well, mm, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, mm, well, it it doesn't feel
2: bad. Javier said between stifled gasps and moans. That was very good. Bravo. (laughs) Sophia sat back and thought it over. As long as you feel it's okay, I trust you, she said. (laughs)
0: <laughs> love this couple <laughs> like,
2: what?
1: well I Just guess like, if,
0: if this is your thing now I support you <laughs> hey. yeah I mean I always knew you were a furry so <laughs> seems right
2: she watched her husband be pleasured by the giant beast man and was surprised to find herself becoming aroused
0: come closer my love sit on my face
2: Javier said reaching for his wife Sophia crawled closer and straddled Javier's face. She rode his lips and tongue as she watched the creature's long tongue gliding up and down her husband's ever-hardening cock. The couple began to get into it now, gyrating and moaning. Maybe being out in the middle of nowhere made them more bold, more open to testing the boundaries. As Sophia's moans rose in intensity, she noticed something pink and wet sliding out from between the beast man's furry legs. It pulsed and grew until it was the length of a child's arm.
1: Jesus! <laughs> you fuck!
0: <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! You you actively said it, looked me dead in the eye, and wiggled your eyebrows. At me. You're like the length of a child's arm. Like you fuck! Oh, I love it. My God. Thank you so much. Thank you. You give gifts every oh, time.
2: I try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. Oh, goodness gracious. Long, pink, and dripping wet, the new appendage was thin and tapered at the end, yet it had many bulbous, ridged sections along its length. You might be right about it being a he, Sophia said, as she ground her hips against Javier's face. The creature grabbed Javier by his hips and slowly began to ease its slick length into the man's tight, human hole.
1: Oh
0: well. <laughs> well mighty mighty me Woo Gonna get myself a fan.
2: Shoo 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 shoo
0: boy get like a, a program where I'm sitting here like, <laughs> just waving it at myself. Woo.
2: Javier moaned loudly against his wife's throbbing cunt. He could feel himself being pried open by something incredibly hot. The sensation of his asshole quivering and stretching wider from an unseen source was making his head spin. He loved getting pegged by Sophia, almost as much as he loved eating her out and hearing her moan for him. Suddenly, Javier was enjoying the best of both worlds. All three were grinding and moaning. The Cape Lobo participated fully with deep, rumbling huffs. His tongue released the man's dick and began roaming and tasting everywhere along the two humans. The creature wrapped it around nipples and breasts, teased it along the woman's lips until she opened her mouth to accept it. She moaned over it, entwining it with hers. Javier could feel each bulbous ridge of the long cock pressing against his prostate as the creature thrust into him. He felt his orgasm begin to build and his dick hardened further. Sophia was grinding Javier's plush mouth with abandon, her juices spread from his nose down his chin. With a final scream muffled by the long tongue of the creature, Sophia came, her nails dug into Javier's chest. Breathless, she collapsed on her side next to Javier and the beast man. The copy lobo was pounding into the man's spasming hole. Just as the man's cock began to twitch with his orgasm, the copy lobo snaked his long tongue into the man's urethra. Oh
0: no! <laughs> just throwing out a whole new kink. All right. Oh, okay. You just, just toss just, that one on the just fire. Just go Let's over this it. one quickly, please. It's not It's not a personal favorite.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. Javier cried out, having never felt anything like it. He could feel the hot squelch of the creature's cum pulsing into him, adding more pressure against his tender prostate. Javier's own cum, what little was left, was dribbling down his cock, which was stretched taut around the creature's tongue. His dick pulsed and contracted around that tongue that was roving in and out of his length, slurping up every bit of seed Javier could give. Finally, as the cum stopped flowing, the copy lobo released the man, pulling out of both his ass and his dick. The Copy Lobo's cum gushed out of the man's well-used asshole. The Copy Lobo slurped up all the frothy cum on his tongue and stood up. He walked over to the crate, holding the anteater pup, and gently picked the baby up. It climbed up his chest to cling to his shoulder. He turned back to the two spent humans laying on the ground and nodded before walking back out of the tent and into the growing dawn.
0: Bye. <laughs> My work here is done. (laughs) I have officially done what I set out to do.
2: Well, when you're ready. Is it my turn? Mm Mm-hmm. Wait. Javier called out weakly, but the creature didn't turn around. The couple stared at one another in disbelief. I guess he'll take care of the baby for us. Want to take another shower? Asked Sophia.
0: Very much, yes.
2: Said Javier, then added.
0: Also... We should both probably take some dewormer when we get back home.
2: Good call, Sophia said with a laugh. The couple agreed to keep their strange visitor a secret. They also formulated a plan to work toward maintaining this area of the jungle as a protected space. They wanted to ensure their strange friend could stay safe in its home.
0: Ta-da! Beautiful.
2: It was a... when I, when I told Boo about the, the cafe Lobo and the anteater, um, he was like, oh, you're going to do some sounding. And I was like, I had no plans to, but now, yes, I will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Is that what that's called? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> uh, just for the to, listener at home, Joyce just closed was, her eyes and gently shook her head back and forth. It was a
2: very disappointed yeah. sort of sort of to shake. each their own. Mm.
0: <laughs> that that's uh one I first um discovered, if you will, that someone showed it to me. Uh and I think in a way to troll me, which they successfully did. Because Why it, do
2: I feel like I know the person that did this? Oh,
0: you totally do. Yeah. <laughs> you totally know yeah. the people that made me watch this thing yeah, without my consent, like... which isn't cool. Don't do that. <laughs> if you like this thing, that is cool. But like you don't, don't make a person watch a video of it without consenting or their knowledge of what they're about to watch. That's mm-hmm. not cool. Don't mm-hmm. do it. I know who you are and I know where you live. <laughs> 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 she coming for you. <sighs> Shoot. That was good. Yeah. Did you? Uh, yeah.
2: Was it? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. yeah, it had a good flow. Yeah.
0: Okay. Good Good story set up too. Yeah. All your, you did a lot of research. It, I could see too. Yeah, I did. I liked the, uh, changing it up that it's a couple that, rather than an individual.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, a, a
2: loving couple that happened to enjoy a sexy time with a giant, beefy, himbo anteater dude. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I like it. Oh, um, I'm so sorry that I interrupted you, but if I could make you come, that would be, like, so dope. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, how that's the voice for him. Yeah, it fit. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. All right. Dang. Would you fuck the anteater? I, I don't want no but, tongue. I, I don't want no tongue in my pee hole. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel that. I don't either, but some people really like it. Some no, people I are get like it. super, super into it. That's
0: okay. I'm just saying personally to answer the question. No, no. I don't want that. <laughs> so if that's what the anteater is into, then I, we probably wouldn't be compatible.
2: What about the wiener though? It was a, a designer wiener that I made for mm-hmm. everyone.
0: I, I enjoy that it was long. Um. No, I mean, like, no, no. It's, as it, long it's as the child's arm. Just, well, that yeah. might be a little too long, but I enjoyed that it was long. <laughs> I don't have a good idea of thickness. Um,
2: it was so in my in my mind's eye.
0: Mm-hmm. Whoa, 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 Describe whoa, whoa. it for bad dragon. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, anal beads. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was like that, but like the the bead part, like in between the bead part, would be thicker. Yeah. Okay. And it's tapered at the end. So not like sharp pointy, but just yeah, like oh you yeah.
0: Know. I've seen dildos that look like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're essentially like a conical, like long conical shape, but with bulbs going up. it. Yeah. Yes,
2: yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That think, was mine. I'll think on it. Yeah, I think that that wainer could be fun. Yeah, that yeah. tongue could be fun as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not in the pee hole, but in other no. areas. No. Yeah, not in the pee hole. Very long. Yeah. Did you like the corkscrew action that was of fun. the tongue? Mm-hmm. Like. Ooh, yeah.
0: what that tongue do right? yeah. what, what that tongue do that, whenever a apparently do. yeah also for some reason in my mind's eye when you said that the woman took the tongue in her mouth I imagine they're like stand, you know they're doing like the Eiffel Tower yeah bit with the husband with the husband on the bottom yeah but, like, I just imagine a tongue, like, kind of floating through the air to the woman. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, they're like, probably much closer, ooh, but it's like...
2: Snaking. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's long, so it could have yeah. done that.
0: I mean, yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I was like, that's silly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you didn't answer, though, Coco. Oh, I said, yeah, I'd, I'd try out the... I mean, that, that penis sounds like it could be fun, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 All right. Okay. All right. All right. Hey. Special thanks as always for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Laughspod. That's L-A-F-S-P-O-D. You can find us on Instagram at Love at First Sighting. We also have a website. It's laughspod.com, and that's L A F S P-O-D.com. You can find about us. You can find our cryptid Cupid submission form, which you can send us stories or a story someone else wrote or feedback. Also, you can leave a review. Give us some feedback on that, but also leave us a review on any of your pod catcher or whatever people call it kind of things. Like reviews help us get up the charts. Even if they're more constructive, that's okay too. We love it. Uh, we have a Patreon. Patreon, Patreon. Please, please, please. We need your support and love. Uh, we appreciate that you're listening and hopefully you're telling your friends to listen. But like if you can give even even a pinch, that would be... <laughs> Pretty dope. Um, yeah, like, I, is there some, there's something I'm missing. No. no that was is that it? Sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well. With, oh, uh, did we see the website? I spaced out. Yeah, we did. We did. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yep. So the website. Um, you can also find about us and all that stuff on the website as well. And listen to our episodes on there. Um, Go wait for that just keep going. Cause okay. honestly, when you cut it, if it cuts suddenly to silence, it doesn't really make a huge difference. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, with that. Watch Shadow Sweeties.
2: Stay horny, babes. If you
0: walk in on someone having sex and you ruin the moment, at least offer to help them come. I'm just saying, just <laughs> offer. You know, it's it's truly a polite thing to do. Yeah, it's a courtesy. Mm-hmm. Courtesy.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and don't don't go look up sounding if you're not prepared to see. Yeah, something. yeah. Okay, bye. Bye.
2: Bye. bye. bye.